Mm-hmm. Hey, gentlemen out on the seagrass, <laughs> keep an eye out for that bank of fog heading your way as I sing you to sleep with these jazz tunes. Here we go. Hi-yo, seagrass. Internet and welcome to the ADC Horror Cast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at ADCHorror.com. I'm Jack and sitting across from me is Jake. Jack, can I have a stomach pounder and a Coke? God damn it, Jake. Hold on. Check my notes here. Yes. <laughs> it's been a minute. Uh, it has been a minute since we had literally. I mean, the it's same the quote. only quote from this movie. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who can be a very annoying person at times. It's Mark. I. Want Res- a stomach pounder and a coke? I that would be much better as a. Do you want a stomach pounder? I don't know. I have no idea what a stomach pounder. Is. I, I looked it up. Like, so I, I looked I it up. It's like a moon pie. I looked it up, and the internet seems to. There was a little bit of a split, but the internet seems to have aligned on the fact that it is a big pickle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a big well, old pickle. <laughs> Kids got a taste, I guess, for pickles. <laughs> he wants his stomach to get ca- pounded by a big pickle. That's so weird. <laughs> All right, that for those of you familiar with this Cracker Jack operation, <laughs> we watch and review slang from the early 80s, and then we get drunk and talk about it, uh, and also horror movies. And this week, we watched 1980s The Fog, which was a Jake pick, uh, and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute shit out of it, but it's like fucking 40, 50 years oh, old or something. no. Insane. 40, 40 years old. It's only 40. Um, relax. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not so much worried about the spoilers. And hey, we do have a Patreon, but we are not where your money should be going. So we're continuing to donate all of our Patreon proceeds to Feeding America. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash ATOZHorror, support the show at your level of choosing, and know that the money's going somewhere better than us. Uh, and if you can't do that right now or just don't want to, that's fine. We just appreciate you being here hanging out with us. But do try to do something you can for someone who needs it. Uh, Blacklivesmatters.carrd.co uh, remains a good list of ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. So on that score, boys, it's time to do the getting drunk part. So let's do beers for fears. Whew. You Switched avoid- up the intro. Frightened me. You did well. You avoided saying on that score twice. You avoided saying doo-doo. Thank you. I think it was a Thank win, you. Jack. Ah, I like it. Cool. I think so, Jake, what are your beers? <laughs> what are your beers for these fears, Yo, Jacob? Jack will note that off-air, right before that we started recording, I mentioned to him that Mark, also off-air, was like, what is this weird beer? Obscure, I think is the word you use, Mark. Jack, okay. so this yeah, movie, th- this tale, takes place on the north coast of California. So I got the flagship, probably, of North Coast Brewing. It's Scrimshaw Pilsner. And yeah. Mark was like, that's obscure. <laughs> and that's yeah. a weird take. It is a weird take, but I, I haven't seen it outside of, like, Oregon, Colorado, Idaho, Washington. I could see how you might not be in Utah. We didn't have it would in have, Utah. If I had gotten Old Rasputin, would you have known what that was? Uh, yeah, if I had Old gotten Rasputin red, is, the, is the standby. Uh, red, uh, red Seal, have you, would you know what that was? If I'd gotten no. La Merle, have you, would you have known what that was? No. Okay, it's basically well. only Old Rasputin is the only thing they have in Utah. It is their best beer. Yeah, uh, hard disagree, but that's fine. Fuck I you. Imperial. I don't love. Imp- I don't love imperial stouts. Okay, Scrimshaw's way, good. Do you care to explain your pick, Jake? I literally just said this tale is takes place on the north coast of California, and this is North Coast Brewing, which is from the north coast of California. 
Yep. It's all also, it's all a location beer. There's no scrimshaw in this movie, but I wanted to get the most drinkable. But it's I mean, hot. scrimshaw is like an old timey mariner thing, and this is about. Oh, it is. It's about some old timey. Oh, you mariners. know the Elizabeth Dane had some scrimshaw on it. Oh, totally. absolutely. Great. Thanks for helping. Man, me I'm sell still it. on my hunt to get a scrimshaw pipe. Really? Man. Yeah. Go to Portugal. Is scrimshaw illegal? Like yes. ivory is. Well, okay. I know whale whaling is, and therefore, like new scrimshaw. I don't think there's like a thing that says you can't trade Scrimshaw from X year, but like new Scrimshaw would be a problem. Okay. I think there are like r- recovered, like kind Scrimshaw now artisans from like whales. Oh yeah. Die the on die the beach. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. That would make sense. But I mean, re- make repurposed it, it Scrimshaw. Repurposed. <laughs> upcycled Scrimshaw. Um, <laughs> Free range. Wait, Jake, that is a, that's a very good pick. Mark, how about yourself? What are you drinking? I'm drinking some steam beer by Anchor. I actually got a whole six-pack of things here. So um, I'm drinking Anchor Steam as my as the flagship, right? Obviously, nautical theme. Also, steam, not that far removed from actual fog. Uh, we got a Founders All-Day IPA. They're celebrating the founders of the town. The, like, the whole, <laughs> the whole twist of the third act is regarding the founders of the town. And then lastly, we got First Sight IPA by Lost Grove Brewing here in Boise. That's, um, I mean, based around the lady sitting in the lighthouse watching. The, she gets the first sight of the fog as it rolls through. So I'm taking nice. a shotgun approach to this nautical theme. <laughs> you, yeah, always you, sure are. you always we'll do. We'll see how many of those actually make it onto the pole. Because when well, I've had he does the polls, polls, someone has rudely removed like two of them. Oh. Uh- Oh, not me. That's not me. No, I know you're the I go, one doing them. I am very diligent. I've been doing them for the last like three weeks. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we're 250 well, movies went. in, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> not, on, not on Patreon. I went a different direction, boys. Instead of tying a name of the beer or even location to the movie, I went with a beer that is heavily featured in the film uh-huh. over and over and over again in the very iconic cans. I got a Bud Heavy. Classic can Bud Heavy right here. Question. Hard yeah, question. Buddy. Do they uh-huh. do the weird coconut water can for Bud Heavy in Hawaii? Nope. Standard can. Okay. I don't understand. We're determined to get to the bottom of this mystery. There are so many breweries in Oregon that are starting to do that, dude. Oh, you were I there. I can't understand. I don't get it, Jesus man, Christ. He was there. Yeah. Hmm. You were there. You were there. You saw. <laughs> so, <laughs> drinking a Bud Heavy. Just like this one, but a week ago. Coconut water cans everywhere. But drinking beers and watching the fox is the only <laughs> thing we've done in the that. course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. So let's talk about it. Uh, starting, of course, with paying up on lost beers for fears bets. So let's cue that sound effect. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What a... Idiot! You suck, you jackass. All right, boys. Do either of you have any lost beers for fears bets to pay up on? I sure do. Can you pay up? Hey, look at that! I think this might be the first time in like a year that all three of us. It's because it's the first time in a year we've talked about horror movies. (laughs) It does kind of feel like that when we record Um, once a month to try and get caught up, and then also somehow still don't get caught up for like four months. That's what happens. <laughs> we actually move backwards. <laughs> Jake, how about you? What are your what oh, are we yeah. pay up for? Uh, well, Jack, th- it's been a while since I watched this, so Mercy Street, but I watched I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, which was from When a Stranger Calls. Think of how long ago that movie was. Christ. Uh, I think the poll that I set up was movies set in Colorado, so it had like just a general setting theme. 
Sure. I wish I hadn't. Um, I think you'll find you wish you had. So let me tell you something. This movie has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and I got to tell that you. That is solid. <laughs> I was like, nah. But this is some fucking abysmal shit, man. <laughs> I, I, uh, I was actually surprised at how bad it was. Like, going in, I was like, okay, what's going to make this a zero on Rotten Tomatoes? It's probably going to be like really stilted or just completely dead acting and some bad writing. And you put those two together and you got a stew of terrible movie. And it was. It was both of those. It was really difficult to watch for the majority of the runtime because of those two things. But in addition to that, it felt like they were really trying way too hard to tie into this, like the series before it. Like it, this movie starts with a gag where they try to like bring in the fishermen. Oh, spoilers for this movie. No one gives a shit. It's a zero run. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't no watch it. They try to like do a stunt at this carnival in Colorado where they are like, oh my God, this urban legend, you know, like fisherman guy with his hook hand is here. And one of their friends dies. It's a freak accident, right? And they go back and they do the thing where they make a pact not to talk about what happened, which is what they do in the first movie. And that's like not the type of thing that you would make a pact to talk about because it's some bullshit. So that right there is the best example I can give of the way in which this was just like, smushed together to try to extend the franchise it was <laughs> awful so central to the lore of i know what you did last summer is the pact actually the pact is the thing that makes it and i know what you did last summer movie yes <laughs> <laughs> in this case yes oh i mean i guess like the antagonist too also he's a demon in this movie it's like a real life demon so that's fun have you seen this movie mark this no, is I right up not. your alley I don't stopped. It's right up my alley. Don't. Don't watch it. Okay. It's I'm up your gonna... alley, but it's so much worse Is than this anything free? else. Where did you pay for this monstrosity? No. I watched this on... Uh, fuck, where did I watch this? I took a note down. Is this like a Tubi thing? Was there commercials? Jake, let me ask you this. It, was, you it seen... was one of those. Yeah. I need to look it up, though, and I'm not prepared to do that at Maybe this like particular point in time. What's up, dude? H- have you seen Urban Legends Final Cut? No. Okay, I'd be curious to know which is worse of this. the two. <laughs> Urban Legends oh Final Cut is not that bad. It has Urban to be Legends this. Final Cut is that bad. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Bloody Mary, but I feel like Bloody Mary and... What the hell was this one called? I'll always know always what we did know. last summer. Always <laughs> know did last summer. They might be on the same level. I watched this on Voodoo. Jesus Christ. B-U-D-U. Yeah, um, Don't. Everybody's favorite movie service, Just Voodoo. don't. The only other thing that I have to say is that because I didn't watch District 9, I lost that poll. Makes sense. Uh, I needed to watch District 9 or <laughs> it was like, do you guys want to make Jake watch District 9 or something else, right? Seems that District 9 or St. Maud are my options, and I'm just reporting back that I'm going to go ahead and watch St. Maud. That's a good choice. Because I don't really want to, but I will. This is like an impetus. It's, it's an inciting action. I think you'll I like need... it. I mean, that, that would okay. be the one that I would choose for yeah. you to watch, and so, it's a 2021 movie. So I'm movie, just so. preparing the patrons to know that I'm not watching District 9 because that would be kind of meh at this point. It was kind of a joke anyway. I'm going to watch the other one. Didn't I give you the Blu-ray for like a week and a half? Yeah, I brought it back. I was like, I just talked to you guys about this shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> cool it was fine solid that's what i watched solid all right well i've got one to talk about here as well i lost the poll for take shelter some time ago oh god that's even longer Uh, ago than mine (laughs) yes it is um dude i don't even think that's the oldest one on here for jack (laughs) uh mandy's been hanging out for a while and i still haven't just like (laughs) he's just not gonna do it he's not gonna do it i'm gonna do it at some point i'll get drunk (laughs) enough um uh, and so I had to watch The Killing of a Sacred Deer, the Yorgos oh, Lanthimos-Nicole Kidman joint. Um, it's a really good movie. It's 
I find this about a lot of Yorgos Lanthimos stuff. It's really good. I can't really complain Jack. about the quality. What? You Jack need to tell got some Yorgos Before you takes. continue, you need to tell me what else Yorgos Lanthimos has done, because I'm just not familiar with the name. I'm sorry. Didn't he do that uh, cure for wellness? Wasn't that him? I don't know. It seems like it might be. It seems, I think it was, it, I th- I, it seems like I think he has done one of those uh, one, like other A24 movies in the universe. Yeah. Anyway, that at least I associate him with that. So Shutter Island, um, not Shutter. Oh, Island. he did. He did the the favorite and the lobster. Those two. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. lobster. God, um, lobster. Okay. Yeah. Fuck uh, the lobster. And my wife really liked the favorite. I didn't really care for it. Uh, either way, I couldn't. I can't assail like any particular part of the movie. It's all very well made. It's well written. It's well acted. <laughs> I just found it very slow and boring. Unsurprising. That seems yeah. very on brand for our like, friend Yorgos. It just it just didn't jive with me. It's like one of those things where it is less than the sum of its parts. What are you two fucking laughing at? <laughs> My boy Yorgos. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> sail. Right. Yeah, initial initially I just said sail like the AWOL Nation song because you said a sail, and that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And, and Jake's so giggly because he's been having cocktails it's... for the last two hours. Oh yeah, I've been having some cocktails. <laughs> it's a it's a good movie if you're if you like his other stuff and you like boring, slow psychological movies that I are typically well made do, though is the you thing. might like it Jake it's interesting what I, mean, I actually though the... don't don't fuck on me would I actually like it if you're in the right mood you would it's real what it's mood a real, do I need to be in like real atmosphere like not much happening kind of just down to vibe with the the really dark slow vibe of this thing okay you would like it though I think in in those circumstances yeah, I'm just trying to. F- okay. Yeah. Okay. I and gathered I enough. I, I gathered what I needed out of that. I don't know if it's free or not anywhere. I rented it on Amazon for like three ninety nine or something. Uh, that's all I've got to talk about here. Mark, what about you? I lost for Terrified, um, and I think the poll was basically four in horror movies. Um, one of yes. them was Caveat, which I've already watched, but yes. that did not win. That what, was my bad because you had literally just watched yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it like the night yeah. you posted the video uh, or I, the poll. I added. I I told people they could do a writing. I think. Uh, oh no! I said second place would get the it. The one that won outright <laughs> was Ghost Lab, which I'd never heard of. Oh god! Yeah, I Ghost put that what? on there, and I was like, "What's going to happen?" Because I hope this one wins. What's the second word? Ghost Lab, like laboratory. Lab. Okay. Laboratory. Ghost Laboratory. Yeah, thank you. Um, this is a Thai movie. You're welcome. I have feelings about this how many Thai <laughs> movies have you seen i haven't seen this i None, just threw, i just threw it on there and hoped Zilch. blindly not a i feel like you're coming at me in about now. three seconds i'm curious how this came on your radar it's a it's a like a netflix it's not netflix produced but netflix clearly bought it like it's yeah. a netflix free thing and netflix and stamp on the poster and all that stuff. right so not only was i looking for foreign movies but i was looking for foreign movies that involved uh Ghosts? haunting yeah and they were accessible Okay, and that one came up, and I knew that you hadn't seen it. That was the third thing. So here's what this movie does wrong: it's it's <laughs> everything. Two, it's two hours long, mm. uh, and it's a bit schmaltzy. Okay. End of list. Um, it's oh I mean, god, did you like it? I. It's not like it's not blowing my socks off, but it has such a weird energy. I don't know if this was something that was intentional or if it's true to like. Thai movies, but there's like this air of goofiness in it. They they turn it up and down kind of as the movie, you know, goes through its paces because it's not all. There are scenes that are a little bit heavier, and there are like legit haunting scenes and stuff like that where they're not like 
you know, where they're not joking around. But then also they'll cut back to a Lee, uh, the, the a discussion in the laboratory and they'll like smash cut to an explanation of what a duck billed platypus is under free form jazz. What? <laughs> that is an actual scene. Excuse that happens me? In, yeah. 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 That's a real thing that happens in this movie. Mark, you <laughs> undersold how weird this was. <laughs> The yeah, weird, very sig- much so. so significantly the weirdness tapers off as the movie goes on true to, you know true to normal storytelling sure. style you kind of start with a wide funnel and yeah. then you get towards kind of a single conclusion and as you get closer and closer but to that y- ending it just kind of funnels itself into like into horror into into horror with a very consistent tone but man that the, opening stuff is weird the breadth of this funnel is reminding me this is the second straight week that i've discussed this movie so i probably need to watch it again is reminding me of like the interior because that thing started fucking weird with a dude stealing a wine bottle from a <laughs> and from just a like random a- i mean it, honestly i think there was a moment where there was freeform jazz playing over the background of him talking about his impending death Ooh, spoilers yeah dude uh weird ass weird. shit man um the opening like half hour of this feels like if uh peter turk and john dorian were both thai doctors essentially okay <laughs> and i was watching an episode of scrubs this is bizarre it, yeah it's extreme. I assume this movie is in Thai, correct? It's, yes, it is in okay. Thai. It is and a how did very, you watch this? Netflix. It's Netflix. Yeah, answer it's my own questions. extremely bizarre, but I enjoyed it. It probably could have had a little bit of time cut out of it, obviously, because sure. it was two hours long. Sure. But you know what? It's the best Thai movie I've ever seen. You're welcome. <laughs> Mark, what did you say before Turk? Peter? His Christopher. Was Christopher Pe- Turk. Sorry. I, I, I just had... N- I, Okay, you're talking about Donald Faison, though, right? Yes. I'm not, okay. Donald okay, Faison sorry. and Zach Braff. I'm making a I'm making a Scrubs joke here. <laughs> it was very funny. Thank you. Let me assure Nailed you. Nailed it. Should have hey, double checked the first names beforehand. <laughs> let's cue that uh, cue Scatman and talk about regular rocking horror world. Scatman's world. All right, I'm gonna go first here because I'm gonna talk about one you guys talked about last time or two times ago because we did HRR last time. Caveat: I watched this film. Uh, this is on Shutter. Uh, I think it's still Shutter exclusive. This is a very good movie, but it's very, very weird. Um, I couldn't like ever really get over what a bizarre concept it was, and how the guys, like the protagonist, is just going along with what's happening. I don't want to spoil it, but like that no one just kind of like kept. Yeah, that would doesn't matter how like amnesiac a drifter you are. You <laughs> wouldn't meek? be like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> this guy is thunderously meek. His yeah, meekness dude. knows no bounds. Which is weird because his character meek. isn't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I Yeah, know. there there are some there are some bizarre things. I still really like this movie though. <clears throat> uh but as a, you know, combination of set pieces, it's uh, pretty pretty stunning. Um yeah. that rabbit is an all-timer for props. Oh my god. I fully think that this movie was written cuz they just found a rabbit in a thrift store hey somewhere. man you write that movie around that rabbit you i would call that a success i i would like to believe you mark but i don't want to discount the event that they wrote the movie and then some unbelievably smart prop master like just genius created this thing based on the concept of it also distinctly possible i frankly i think n- neither are true because the prop itself doesn't really have anything to do with the actual movie no it's just sort of no the- well and it's creepy and good and what is awesome is that it's not the creepiest or best thing about the movie, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But even though the, the both the trailer and the first 10 minutes of this movie make you think it's some kind of like ghost dowsing rod or something. And then that's yeah. not what it is. No. <laughs> yeah, no. So, there you go. Have either of you uh, guys seen Possum? 
No, I, it's been on my list for a while. Yeah, speaking of fucking creepiest props ever. Possums is probably... I mean, props is... Uh, possums is definitely <laughs> a creepier prop. Yes. It's a hard sentence yes. to say for me at present. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen Possum either. It okay. sounds familiar, but I don't think You I've would seen know, it. Jack. Maybe one for your I don't okay. think you'd forget seeing that one. No. Okay. I saw a trailer, <laughs> and I was like, go! <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving down my list, because you guys already spent a decent amount of time on Caveat, but I liked it. Um, it's not mind-blowing, but it's very, very cool. Uh, let Finally, I can talk about the all three. Fear Streets are out now. I've watched all three of them. So Fear Street I. is a very worthwhile thing to watch. Just it's on Netflix. Jake, I've only seen the first two. Oh, okay, we'll so hold far off, so we'll good, hold, man. We'll, we'll I, I mean, off. that's what I was going to talk about. But I was going to do like the very brief. Like I'll get back to you. I am really enjoying yep. it. It's not blow. I mean, it's not mind blowing, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a hell of a lot of fun because it's summer and it's doing exactly that. Yep. The I writing. Say the is, third one maintains that trend. The writing is like low key trash. Though. Oh, absolutely. It's it is written like an episode of Riverdale, and that shows okay. Buck Wild. Okay. It's written like an episode <laughs> of Riverdale if every single scene transition had a piece of licensed music from whatever year it was supposed to be set. Yeah, makes yes. sense. <laughs> yeah. This exactly. soundtrack, no joke, has I don't know, forty seven songs on okay. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll talk about that when you watch the third one, Jake. Sure. Um I watched I've been watching a TV series called Wellington Paranormal. Yeah. This is from the yeah production crew that did uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Wellington, New Zealand, um, pretty kind of a big city on the southern tip of the North Island of New Zealand. It's but the capital. It's set. Yeah, it's their police department. These like two bumbling police officers who get assigned to deal with paranormal shit. Um, and every episode, it's kind of like an anthology in that it's uh, you know monster of the week thing. Every episode is like kind of a different kind of horror. Like the first episode is a demon. The second episode is aliens there's ghosts like they all that kind of stuff it is really fucking good you should be watching huh. this show it's really funny it's really enjoyable the like writing style and deadpan delivery of the jokes um and, and, is fantastic and how would we watch it if we were so inclined let's see i think i've been watching it on peacock but maybe on hulu i think it's on peacock and on hulu okay, okay. hulu is one more of those is tenable promising. for me yeah peacock but absolutely watch this show. It is wonderful and super cool. fun. And the episodes are like 25 minutes long um, so that you can crank through them. And they're, they're just, they're very, very, very funny. Um, lastly, this week, I want to talk about a movie that turns out is very, very extremely my shit. Um, I watched a classic horror story. Oh, This is on Netflix. Yeah. You talked to oh, us about yeah, this yeah, on yeah, the chat. We talked about this list. briefly. This, yeah. this movie is so much up my alley. I absolutely loved this movie i don't know if this is a good or a bad thing for me because this is my top one no it's my dark horse nope it's my dark horse yeah i think i I don't know if this is a good or bad thing for me though it's definitely a good thing (laughs) i don't know though i don't know Uh, what movie has jack's endorsement ruined for you oh nothing no no it's never ruined (laughs) there have been misses so you're saying you missed by putting this as a dark horse because it should have been your top one i'm not saying anything Clearly. Uh, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's been true for many episodes now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's kind of the point. Jack, continue. When's the last time you said anyway, something? Anyway, so this 
this movie, like from a, I don't want to spoil anything, but from like a very broad, you know, 10,000 foot view plot perspective is a group of Italian um, early to mid 20 somethings um, like doing a, a caravan down to their hometown, I think, or at least one of the characters hometowns and they crash in the woods and shit happens in the woods. They stumble upon that barn from the trailer. That's like a really, so really cool, cool cabin looking, yeah. barn thing. Yeah, <laughs> they make barn. very good use of it in the movie. It is uh, this. This is. An unbelievable movie. Is this I, I people getting fucked with in the woods? It. Yes. Oh. Parts of it. But it, that's not all it is at all. This movie does so many things and nails most of them. Oh, Jesus. Um, I absolutely loved this movie. Like year-end consideration type love? Absolutely, oh, yes. And Billy. Well, he didn't watch it the day before we recorded The Omnibus, so you know it's not going to be his top one. Well, you, no, here's the... <laughs> no, I don't, okay, funny joke, I agree. Let's give that moment to breathe. Secondarily, though, Jack's like, this is going to be the first year that Jack has watched the most films of any of us and you know that's true yeah that movie that year that i did that i'd watched six horror movies outside of our <laughs> yeah. list I, he, think. He, I think he's already <laughs> watched more than i'm going to watch this year damn you better be keeping track I'm, of these jack he's yeah not. i've got i've got a i've got a google docs okay good i think i'm at like 35 or 40 or something oh my god uh we're anyway. on pace i think for we don't say we well, yeah. Okay. No, Mark I, and I. I yeah, me and I Jack are on pace with each other. I How think. are you? Oh uh, yeah, sleepless anyway, nights. Both of you need to goddamn watch this movie. It's so fucking. Yeah, good. I'll this do is it Netflix, Netflix I, right? This is on Netflix, yeah. and I think both of you will love this movie. I think both like it's not just a Jake movie or a Mark movie or a Jack movie. It's got pieces that appeal to all three of us. I think. Are they different pieces? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm yes. gonna be interested to talk about that. We may we we need to do a big review on it. We might need to. Yeah. Mm. I fucking loved this movie. This is very much up my alley. Okay. Jake, what about you? Oh, dude, I had the first two Fear Streets. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I don't have anything else. We'll report back. He's keeping it tight. I, Dude, it's it's tough to watch movies Someone right fucking now. has to. <laughs> it's busy. I got a thing coming up. Yeah, I understand. Mark, how about you? Uh, So I'm, I'm going to start off with Willy's Wonderland. I watched this uh, at the beginning of July, <laughs> six weeks ago. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> So this is, if you recall, Nicolas Cage fighting a bunch of animatronic, like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, Five Nights right? at Freddy's style monsters. Um, but not that, right? What do you mean? But like not, not, that? not like that. No, though. it's like literally exactly. But not that. like that. it's exactly that. Different premise, though, right? Nope. Mm. Almost exactly. I thought the he same like premise. goes in there to fuck shit up instead of goes in there to like get killed. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a we're not locked in here with them. They're locked in there with him type Russia. of situation going on there. Mm. But ultimately, you know what you're getting into. It's sure. A, it's a beat-em-up versus a bunch of creepy animatronic robots. Um, Jack, I don't know if this is going to help or hurt your opinion of the movie. Nicolas Cage does not say a word throughout the entire thing. What? That certainly can't hurt, I feel like. It can't hurt. <laughs> uh, that's, that's weird, though. And the other pieces, I mean, it's kind of in the same boat as Mandy. I don't know what this like streak of movies he's doing where he's just the completely silent protagonist is but i don't know maybe that's maybe that's the th- Wait, maybe that's how we get jack back on close he has like i mean you'll see the whole movie's very quiet okay <clears throat> um oh movie- one other thing i wanted to mention about caveat i found it impossible to listen to sorry i just i just remembered sorry <laughs> did you guys have this problem no it, this was this movie was up there among the worst of the sounds are so loud and all the dialogue is so quiet their, i didn't have that their accents were pretty thick 
Uh, I didn't have this. Turned on, this is this is optimal time to turn on the the subtitles. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have that experience yeah. though. Anyway, I don't know. Sorry to interrupt. I just was curious about your experience. I mean, that, sorry to interrupt. We Let's could start not, saying sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, Mark. We could not be discussing two more disparate movies between Caveat and Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> uh, Willy's Wonderland is a wash in color and fun and violence, and it's the best kind of violence because it's against robots, so you don't really have to feel guilty about how awesome it is. Um, they nail the creepiness of the animatronics as you would have to yeah. in a movie like this. And they provide a lot of breadth. There's like nine different monsters. Really? Yeah. That's cool. It's um, a big band. There's What was that? It's a big band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like three drummers. Dope. Yeah. Um, I recommend this. This is on Hulu. If you don't particularly like Nicolas Cage, like some of us in the room, then, I mean, maybe not for you, but... Um, if you like fun and just a just a good old fashioned ass whooping, uh, and don't particularly need a strong story to keep you involved in a movie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then go for this one. I think I just said this, but it's on Hulu, so low barrier to entry. All right, nice. What else? One other quick thing. I watched a show called Sweet Tooth that I think I talked about last week that I was going to mention. This is not a horror show, but it was recommended to me because I watched fear street or something like that and it is about a post-apocalyptic world where a virus has killed mankind and the remaining living beings uh that are human are trying to eradicate these this like half breed race of half animal half human people who are immune to the virus for some reason it's based off of a uh, graphic novel surprise surprise it's on netflix um i thought it was actually pretty interesting but the, the scary thing about it is fucking netflix doesn't give a shit about how it ends its series anymore <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it's this, just throwing stuff at the wall man yeah it's just, and if it gets a second season great but like this isn't even a cliffhanger this that's is just, not they, what makes them the money yeah. they stopped they stopped making the show like halfway through the like this, this needed two <laughs> more episodes in order to resolve the the final scene anyways it oh, is man. sort of horror adjacent i figured some of you might have seen it pop up in your recommendations i have not because i got when it popped up it was like because you've watched all of these other horror things and i was yeah. like oh, remind right. me of the title sweet tooth sweet tooth i've seen that pop up yeah. it also has will forte in a prominent role uh which i also liked so there you have yeah, it yeah that's a positive um <clears throat> i lastly i have an important take to check in with and this is probably something i could have brought in lost beers for fears but not technically i watched willow creek uh which was something that i was tasked with by jake uh when he watched it a few weeks ago and i said hey we should you should watch exists we and agreed. i should watch willow creek and we should do some tradesies yeah. and i am here to tell you that exists is the better movie by a long oh shot. oh my god i <clears throat> cannot disagree more um, exists sucked <laughs> The more I think about the more I think about Willow Creek, the more I have a strong distaste for it. Oh my god. So Oh my god. Here's the thing. It's the the energy between the two leads and like the general feel of the movie as it's progressing is better, is significantly better than exists. Uh they have this sort of like effortless uh humor to them that that plays really well on screen. Um and that part of the movie is very, very good. The part that I can't reconcile is that this is literally, beat for beat, the Blair Witch Project if it had Yetis instead of the Blair Witch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this sure, movie it's does not novel. absolutely nothing original. Everything that it does is good is just taken shot for shot. Well, I mean, dude, you written and directed by... 
It was written and directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah. How good the, did you expect the writing to be? Are you like, are you misremembering <laughs> exists though too? Because like, what was novel about that? Like, also nothing. They just go to a cabin and then they get attacked. Like, there's nothing novel about that either. The I thought. I mean, I. It's been five years since I've seen exists. Watch that one again. You need to watch them in semi quick sequence. I was upset with how lazy exists. Uh, sorry. Uh, Willow Creek was. Mm, I don't know, man. I think what got me was I thought I I thought it was more. I mean, the found footage aspect got me in a better way than exists because exists was like a little bit more. I don't know, like new generation laziness is how it felt, and this was more like the Blair Witch for sure. I agree with that. Also, Jesus Christ. Also, sorry, I keep thwapping things, everybody. <laughs> There's a scene near the end where, I mean, it's like seven or eight minutes of a single cut where they're kind of just sitting in their tent. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, not many movies that you see with that long a take that's like they really have to sell it. With, and I think they with, did a good job. that intense. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I thought it ended well. I hated how it started, if you'll remember, and I liked how it progressed, which seems to be the exact opposite of you, which is funny. Yeah, that is the exact opposite of me. Huh. Except you just said you like something at the end, so I don't know. I don't know uh, where. Well, you're I at, mean, man. the this it, guy doesn't it, even get us. The long take is impressive, <laughs> but also sort of it's too long. You didn't. No, it's not. You didn't like that it was too Blair Witchy. I think the other piece here is that I'm Eduardo Sanchez directed exists and not Willow Creek. If those, if, if Bobcat had directed. Exists, exists the universe would make so much oh, fucking more sense. Oh, you just can't sense. reconcile what I happened. I can't reckon. So, because in that case, <laughs> now we're pitting two movies against each other. And if this, if Willow Creek is better than exists, it's better because of the things that the director of the other movie did, did in a before. Movie. But he's moved on. You don't have to. I mean, I actually respect the fact that he's not doing the exact same thing twice. I just like the thing that he did before more. You know what I mean? Listener, like, I, you're just going to have to weigh in here. Bands, I know I'm in the minority. Bands progress, you know what I mean? And I'm not going to like every release from a band. Well, but, boys, how about I close this out with a little Bobcat Goldthwait fact, a little tidbit here. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Hold on. I got more to say about caveat. <laughs> Kurt, okay, Bobcat Goldthwait for Kurt. New Year's Eve 1993 <laughs> opened for Nirvana at a New Year's Eve party in Oakland. And Kurt Cobain led the countdown that culminated with Bobcat Goldthwait repelling nude from the catwalk of the theater. So, what more do you want? There you go. Do Let's you go want anything more than that? No, I Probably don't. Probably not. <laughs> Kurt Cobain counting down a nude Bobcat Goldthwait repelling down to kick off the new year. That. Why can't we have men- things like that anymore? Now it's like, I don't know, what man. Do we even the do world anymore? used to be beautiful. Fuck. No drugs were involved. <laughs> Other than heroin. <laughs> Let's go to the feature presentation. Only heroin. Over at 80shorecom this week, we watched 1980s The Fog, directed by one John Carpenter. I think also screenplay by John Carpenter. Uh, yes. Jake, you picked this movie. Explain why. Oh, my God, dude, because everyone's been on one about how John Carpenter always hits, dude. It's always a banger with John Carpenter. They're all bangers. And I was like, let's watch this one. To prove them wrong? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's certainly not uh, one of his most notable. (laughs) No, I'm just I'm just kidding. We've watched we've watched several John Carpenter. I'm I'm kidding, but not really. My tone was in jest. Um, We watched several John Carpenter movies that I think are among the better in his catalog. And I wanted to watch one that 
I don't reflect kindly on and see if I have a different opinion now with this project hundreds deep. Yeah. Interesting. Spoilers for ratings. <laughs> I like it. Um, I had seen this movie once before, but not one I really like. I think That's I thought, not like, the part we're in. How many times yes, have you seen is. this movie? This, yeah, I said once before. What the <laughs> fuck? You interrupted me saying I've seen it once before to you, ask me how many times I've seen it. He was taking issue with that you were combining the how many times have you seen this with why did you choose this. Mm. But I I mean, I'm, I'm on your side on this one, That's how we do it every Jack. week. No. Yeah. <laughs> I need more real structure, loose, Jack. Real loose energy over here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I haven't really, like, I think I saw it when I was a kid. I haven't watched it as an adult. Yeah. Mark. I watched it about a year ago. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, I, God, really? I can't remember if this was a Lost Beers for Fears. I don't think it was. I think this was just one that I was wanting to cross off the list of blind spots the that 80? I had. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, nice. Jake, you picked oh. this movie. Uh, Yeah, I did. I saw it. Maybe you see you didn't even listen to when I watched it. I know what you're trying to do right now. You're trying to move on. While nah. S- while skipping. You really me. threw me off. You really fucking threw me off with that. I also saw it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since. Okay, you picked this movie. You know what that means. You have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn gonna clock. Be loose. It's going to start when you start. Antonio Bay's in North California, and it starts with a guy telling some kids a story about the founders of Antonio Bay and how they spelunked the ship into the bottoms of the abyss, and they didn't want to form a leper colony and all that shit that actually comes later. Anyway, there is fog that starts rolling into town at midnight around the 100th centennial anniversary of this uh, town's existence. Ghost pirates come in, and they start killing everybody. Eventually, you find out that, yeah, this leper thing that I mentioned earlier because I was out of whack existed. Uh, they stole the gold and used it to found the town. They finally give it back, but that doesn't really solve everything. Time. Anyway. Lepers. I mean. Leper colony. Lepers. Yeah. They're lepers. Did they use the you gold? used the word leper more times than this entire movie is runtime. I, I think it used it once. Yeah, and you used it Four times? times? Four. The that was the... Show shortest pause between me saying it's going to start when you start and you starting that there's ever been. I couldn't even fire off a quick joke in there. I was... <laughs> You're going to have to just start playing the Zelda music over bit, your bit. own intro. That's going to be I know. awesome. <laughs> I was champing at the bit, dude. What do you want? You sure were. I need to talk uh, about did they leprosy. use the gold to found the town? Yes. That was ostensibly what they did. Well, clearly I mean, what they, they did was they, they used the they gold to melt it into a gigantic fucking crucifix. cross and then use it for nothing. I mean, what else <laughs> What else are towns founded on if not churches? But they Ports? didn't. Like, it's, eh. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> or gold. Posts? TLZ, dude. Okay. Gold, the number one thing towns in California were founded on. Like this one. No, they this didn't gold. do anything gold, with the gold. Gold that's like that's There's useful as currency, it not wasn't, gold. It wasn't. You don't know the timeline of when it was made across, sir. You think they went out and they got all the gold back that they back? got from traders? Yeah, what? Probably. <laughs> it's California, dude. It's they they used it to found it, and then they went and robbed the bank, and then they made it across so that no one would. They got to bury the thing. The money man. keeps the money moving. keeps going. It's all it's all I, this is a fan theory, okay? <laughs> you wait five they years they, and then you just can't take all of the gold in the town. They didn't go out of their way to explain it. I think you therefore have to form some. I'm theories. coming around to this. This is metaphorical. They use the gold to fund the town, and that wealth begets wealth, right? So they form this trading post. A bunch of people come in. They spend a ton of money. The physical gold goes elsewhere out into the world, but the gold that stays in the town and grows 
that's really the stuff that they stole from the sailors, right? Is it? So it's it's fungible gold or is what Mark, you're yeah, or not non fungible. Yeah, gold. this is this is prior to NFT. Mark, did it get all mixed up? And NFGs. some of the sailors' gold went NFGs, out of the world, yeah. and some of it stayed. And then when they formed the cross, and then it was a penance at the end, and all that stuff, and it didn't really work ostensibly at the end. Maybe it's because it wasn't pure. Maybe it wasn't all there. So ooh, these ghosts ooh, are not economists. Ooh. No, God, no. Why would they be? Or some of the gold, some fraction of the gold had like sentimental value yeah. to the sailors. And yeah. that's the stuff that they're still after. But they know what's So there's going to be man. like this some, is... some poor guy in like Iowa who's just sleeping and he's like, Mark, look at my gold pocket watch. It Mark, was my grandfather's grandfather's grand. And then the fog bank rolls in from nowhere. It's going to happen. There's like an ectoplasmic <laughs> mark on this shit. They're going to find it. It's a code. It's like RFID, <laughs> but with ectoplasm. Can we talk about? Well, oh, <laughs> we gotta actually this get to a, a segment. I, yeah. I have a what? lot. Of, do we? Do we have? I have a this. lot of time. I want to talk about this gold cross. There's so much I want to discuss about this crucifix. But first, we've got to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, except for ghost, because I'm taking that one. Nautical. They come to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, this is the most straight up ghost. It's story. just a ghost movie. I mean, it's a ghost movie. Ghosts, radio, broadcasting. Nope. Yeah, it's this and that Jersey Devil, the last broadcast. Yeah, those, those there are aren't two. many. N- even though uh, that no, wasn't radio more, at all. More. There's uh, what's it? Uh, Barbarian Sound Studio is kind of one. What's the one in uh, the Canadian one? Fuck. The Canadian one. There's uh, there's the one with the zombies where they... That one. That's the one I'm talking about. I can't uh, the name what's, of it right now. What's the uh, white noise? Is kind yeah, of white noise. There's there's like three or four. That, I can't like, remember the one in Canada right set now. In Frequency, I think. Frequency is a thriller that's more about time travel. Yeah, but, but still. Either way, let's just dive the fuck in. What does this movie do right? Silence. Utter, absolute pool. silence. Pawnee it's called Pawnee Pool. I was on is. another wavelength, Jack. I had to get there. Another it's wavelength. Pool. Get it? Frequencies, radio. Totally. Whoa. You want to talk about what this movie does right, Jack? Of course I do, yes. You're the one who wants some fucking structure. I do want structure. He's, no, right. hold on. He's the one who does not want structure. But he's <laughs> the one who claims to him want this structure. Whole time? Yeah, but he claims... His I'm words belie his intent. I'm only, an agent only of structure, when the, Only when the structure itself is to devolve the structure. An agent of structure and chaos. Just say the thing that it does right. Oh, my God. So I still believe this is probably not the first thing you guys would go to, but I still really like the Carpenter themes. I'm going to say there are two main ones in this movie. They land very well for me. What are there's, they? There's, well, I don't know what they're called. There's one that ha- takes place oh, like... Oh, the musical themes. Yes. Not like narrative themes. Oh, or, God, no, Mark. I'm not Jesus a literary Christ. analysist. Uh, the first part of the movie maintains a pretty... C- it continually utilizes like one s- piece for its score, and then when the climax hits, that one is a banger, actually. And I was surprised. I couldn't remember anything about the music in this movie. I think, Jake, hot take potentially, I might like this more than other Carpenter. Then... I mean, it's it, this movie uses sound really well. I agree I yeah. with you. The music well, is very good. No, I don't know sound, but music. Yeah, Let's just say music, because well. the sound is typical 80s garbage. But <laughs> well, No, what are you talking The sound no, is like random the sound jazz is... from the 1940s. Uh, n- n- this music uses sound very effectively. I'm thinking specifically in, in key scenes. 
Mark. I, I like the jazz, but I'm also thinking specifically of their, mm-hmm. there's that weird scene where it just repeats the, the fabulous K-A-B, 1340. Yeah, the promo 1340, tape. fabulous, K-A-B. And it devolves. K-A-B. I mean, that's and good. It doesn't devolve. It repeats it, that it, for it like, randomly, it's melted. It randomly yeah. cuts to a creepy voice reading the rhyme of the ancient mariner, and then the thing starts but frothing and then gets It just fire. repeats those words for frothing. like three straight minutes, and I found that very affecting and very weird and strange. Well, I'm just I liked trying it to talk lot. about Carpenter's synth score, man. Yeah, it's very good. This movie uses sound very well. So... No, it didn't. We'll get back to that later. It uses music very well. The score is quite good. Yeah, I agree with that part. The sound also, that... is overwhelming. <laughs> it kind <laughs> we'll, of is. We'll talk about We'll We'll put a pin in that one. I think I have the same take as Mark on the sound overall, but I had to comment on the score because I, this one, I was... when I watched it, hit me very well. I was surprised at like how fondly I felt about the, the score in particular for this one. Considering yeah. it's Carpenter, too, because he has a great track record, so... I want like I was, a greatest hits carpenter horror vinyl. Not I'm just sure like, that oh, exists. I, it has to, right? I'm sure it does. If it doesn't, let's fucking get on that shit. I'm bleeping all this out. <laughs> <laughs> just do like a 30 second for no no context when we're done. <laughs> that amount of random sound would fit very well into this overall episode. Are you but, blaming me? What's wrong? No, I'm talking about how much random fucking sound is in this movie. I was uh, genuinely surprised by how much I liked that scene with the rep- repetition of the fabulous KAB 1340. Like, that was weird and really hit me very, very I think well. That was are, my favorite scene in the movie. Sure. I think there are some some scenes that create and, I don't want to say, like, build, but create a good atmosphere. I don't think that it lands all of them perfectly, but I think that Carpenter knows what he's doing, and this movie ma- manages to to have some scenes that if you throw this movie on, you can't help but watch because it's a it is a right down the middle fastball horror style scene. Absolutely. It does that yeah. four or five times. Wish yeah. there were more, but it does it. Yeah. Absolutely. What else do we have in does right? I'm not a lot, I'll tell you what. I actually have a few <laughs> other things. So good. this is straight up a very good just classic ghost story. I think it's like literally the story at the start of the movie, right? Yeah, well, and I think that's Kinda. important that they start with that old-timey vibe of sitting around a campfire as a kid and having some old dude tell you about something that happened on this spot 100 sure. years ago sure. tonight. And if you listen closely to the winds, you can still hear their screams or whatever the hell. I think it kind of sets the tone perfectly, right? Because that's, <laughs> that's sort of it dumb. It's yeah. like sort of dumb and semi-childish and like not the stakes can't be too high with something like that. Yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's the movie creators sitting you down and being like, we're going to tell you a ghost story tonight in the next 90 minutes so yep. buckle up have some fun yeah and the the narrative itself isn't overly complex i mean the movie we, we've seen this exact screenplay a dozen other times probably with varying you know variables switched out for like in blair witch and willow creek and yeah exactly this yeah. is just like willow creek totally um <laughs> but well no i just mean that like you know they're, the ghosts are after the thing that you stole from them. And oh, you have for to sure. Give it back. Yeah, this is. Yes. And and just the simple execution of that with the set pieces that they hang on it uh, is elegant. I Especially think when it's pirates. I, yeah, ghost pirates is is a pretty good way to do that. But anyways, I I would I would describe that whole storytelling uh, aspect as pretty elegant. It it doesn't get too complicated. It rests on. Decent-looking demons that are 
both physical and ephemeral at the same time, right? Like they're they're imposing and can very clearly overpower people, but also they can come and go as they please and just disappear into the bog or whatever. Riders I, on the storm. I like the I like the <laughs> overall package here is what I'm getting at. Uh huh. And Jake's just singing Doors songs. Well, you made me think of <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Mark, I agree with that. I also think like part of that is it, the, some of the sets are really cool. The the lighthouse is really really yep. fucking cool. Yeah, every shot. I mean, it's the Point Reyes lighthouse, right? Um, is it's a beautiful location. It's a stunning lighthouse, and it's really cool to set a movie there. And to that end, the ending sequence of her climbing on top of the lighthouse to get away from the ghosts is about. I mean, if you're like in siege mode in a lighthouse, there's only so far you can go <laughs> and she goes there. So yeah, uh, logical sure. extent of the chase sequence for achieved. sure. Um, yeah. I, I would say just to kind of continue this point, the way they tell the story too, from three different perspectives of the radio station, the priest, and then the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis side of things uh-huh. is what is needed to make this work? I think if you had Uh-oh. one person that was a through line on this, you it would be a like a forty five minute long movie. <laughs> I well, I agree that it would be a forty five minute long movie, but I don't think adding the Jamie Lee Curtis stuff helped the movie at all. It made it longer. I said I thought it would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Oh my! But God. it didn't make it better. <laughs> uh, I could I could totally see that, and I think that actually was my original take uh, when I watched this last time. What I was also super interested by is I very much did not like this movie when I watched it last year, and I very much enjoyed it this time. Huh. What was the this movie you watched? This got substantially better in the last year. Well, what was what did you watch <laughs> immediately before this? Not immediately. What was the m- movie you watched before this? Uh, What movie did we watch last week? This was the first movie I watched this really? week. Really? Yeah. Fuck! What did we watch? What movie was this? It was whatever uh, was after. To- Maybe it was whatever no. was after Tone Death. It was I your remember. movie? Uh, the guest. Okay. Oh, weird. <laughs> A um, non-horror movie. <laughs> I don't know. Had to be your mood. Had to be your mood. I guess, or it was like the amount of attention I was paying to it. Like I was a certain amount distracted because there sure. was also baby. Helps. So I think. I mean. So getting to like later, I don't know even if we have a particular part for this anymore because we changed the structure up a little bit. But this is a pretty decent movie to like throw on and have on, but not necessarily like pay attention to. It just has a vibe that I I think is good for like background with some attention paid at times. You need to pay 85% of your attention to this movie. (sighs) Maybe less. And if it's more than that, then you're probably going to think it's too slow. And if it's... Less than that, you're probably doing okay. <laughs> yeah, I think less is okay. Yeah, I think any less, less is than absolutely. That is okay. I think okay. you just if you go too low, then mark. you don't really get the intricacy of the whole plot. You're sure. just like, so it's a, it's a, he's all, just holding all the a cross. Super nuanced points he's got in there. There's a lot of nuance, man. There's nuance. this thing is onions all the way down. I have an uh, infallible, like a, a just true statement about something this movie did right, which bold. is okay, making money. <laughs> Um, this movie yeah, cost a, this, Jesus. This movie cost a million to make. Okay. Uh, it made twenty-one mil in the box office. I'll take that. That's good ROI. Yeah, John Carpenter. That's why. That's why people movie. keep allowing John Carpenter to make movies. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I think of those that we've watched, like I want to talk about this one because I don't think it's as good as the others, but it still makes money, man. You build that name yeah. brand. I mean, Absolutely. this is this is just me, but I'd take this over. They live. 
what? <laughs> That's an insane take. Excuse me? That is an insane take. <laughs> I stand Stop by the it. show. No, you don't. What? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I'm actually wondering if you're joking still. I'm not joking. I like this movie more than They Live. They Live, that is, is, they live is just too weird for me. It's, it's schlocky cheese. Oh, no. I don't know what to do with this information. <laughs> Note that. Take that down, Jack. End of the year. <laughs> Worst takes. We're not doing. We're not doing that segment anymore. Are we? I don't know. We can if you want. We it have like two years. If, if we do that segment, you guys just yell at me for ten minutes. <laughs> Should we get out of the way and yell at you for ten minutes now? <laughs> That's I, an insane no. take. Okay. Before we'll do it we move we'll on do it from what you it do does right, do it as before a Before we move episode. on from what it does right, I want to call out uh adrian barbeau um who was john carpenter's sure. wife uh at the, at time, the time plays stevie wayne um who i think did she is the best performance in this film and like one of its strongest parts she does a great job she i mean she has the most to do yeah also, and also uh, like, yeah oh, i agree she's she was stuck the at the lighthouse strongest. looking at her house watching the fog come over it like just broadcasting asking the town to save her son she was the she she had the most to do she was the strongest she For has sure. to do her regular voice as well as her sultry, sultry radio voice. voice. It's a very sultry radio voice. It it's is. so whispery. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, gentlemen out on the seagrass, <laughs> keep an eye out for that bank of fog heading your way as I <laughs> sing you to sleep with these jazz tunes. Here we go. Hi-yo, seagrass. <laughs> Top notch. No notes. <laughs> Got it in one. <laughs> Do we want to talk about if it does anything? No. <laughs> oh, wait. What did you say? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> With the structure. <laughs> I didn't listen to what you said. What did you say? Won't someone think I said, of the structure? <laughs> we go to what it does middle. Yes. And you said no very loud. No, I said you said should we go to and I said no. Okay. That's the, exactly what I just said. <laughs> no. The you're glowing, neglecting a very important point here, Jack. The glowing red eyes. Are I middle. Think, okay. I think overall the monsters look fantastic, and I do actually kind of like the laser eyes that they have, but also yeah, they look pretty dumb. Yeah, they look dumb. <laughs> they, they look like kind of what I think this movie is going for, though, which is why it's a good middle. I did not have the monsters uh, as looking fantastic. I did no. not think they looked good. No, dude, that's crazy. Good. I think they look pretty good, especially considering this movie's 41 years old. I think they look fine. I think they look a little bit... Yeah, they look fine. But they also hit the right way for what this movie is for me, so I think middle is a good place to put them, and it is where I put them as a whole. The eyes are the perfect example. I didn't go that deep on it, so good. Eyes work. Eyes. Look into their eyes. <laughs> You've you know? lost your mind. Yeah. Where do you guys think pacing goes? I assume you both are putting this into does wrong. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, Fair I'm enough. not there, though. I'm in middle. I think there's an interesting thing here for middle, which is the way in which this builds its jump scares. And when it happened, I was pissed at first, and then I kind of appreciated it, so I ended up putting it in middle. This does about five false summit noise, like just noise-based kind of shitty barely even notice them jump scares and then there's the sequence where it does one of those and then like three seconds later hits you with like the real body falling out by um in the seagrass by jamie lee curtis by jamie lee curtis and i think that that at first i was like fuck it's another one of these 
and then it hits you and it's like everything has built to this moment right so they hit you with a bunch of like these false scares which obviously like don't do that but then they do the same exact cue and they hit you with a good one and i have to end up putting that in the middle by the way i actually do think you really need you, you don't need as much of Jamie Lee Car- Curtis's character as they include here, but you do need that that arc of the person who's like going out, finding the bodies on the seagrass, and then bringing them back to the morgue and investigating them, and the doctor coming out and be like, you know, I'd swear that body's been underwater for six months or whatever the hell his line is. You need all of that detail. They just include a little bit extra because Jamie Lee Curtis. If I agree you might need that detail, but certainly you don't need it in the way it was done. And like Jamie Lee Curtis is... First off, you don't need her at all for to get that in there. The the like local boy does all of it already. It's true. Um, Are you the, weird? The weird drifter who comes in and asks him if yes. he's weird, and then immediately bones him, and then goes adventuring with him to find dead bodies is so strange. It's bumping me out of does middle. I want to talk about this movie. Her, <laughs> her <laughs> is a weird thing. Her character a, is a weird thing. It's insane. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I think the, we're fully in wrong. Yeah, now. let's go. Unleash the beast. I think it's all kind of part and parcel of the pacing of this movie and that whole third storyline, like, just do not work for me. And I don't think they work in general from a screenwriting perspective. Like, at le- the, the two of the stories are pretty tied together, and then the third story is not tied together well at all. It's just like, and then also he and Jamie Lee Curtis are here, and they're doing something. Like, it, it just felt so... <clears throat> It is, on. it is a bit strange they all end up in the same spot, except for, I guess, the lighthouse lady. But, I mean, aside from that, whatever, I, I have the opposite take. I think it works relatively well together. They, there's there's fat that could be cut here, but the ones that don't fit in for me are, like, the weird mayoral assistant and the party planner. Also are, doesn't fit. I'm saying you know, none of it fits. <laughs> I'm saying none of it fits. Like, Okay. The, I mean, the the son and the mother, like those two locations, fit very well. That's a really cool, cohesive story that has interesting, common thematic elements to both. And then there's just a bunch of weird shit going on around it. And then yeah. you need the local who knows actually what's going on with the seagrass. You and keep then you, I guess seagrass. you, and then you need to get them. That's the name of the boat. And then you need to get them all to one location somehow. And I guess they didn't really quite uh, stick that landing. Again, I mean, that's what you have to do to make this screenplay make even a little bit of sense. But I'm saying I think it's a bad screenplay to begin with. Well, I mean, okay. So what they're trying to articulate is they're or not articulate, but they're trying to develop something where you have multiple avenues for them to show you that like this is happening around town, like this is a real threat for like everyone there yeah however what you end up getting is it doesn't feel i i don't know why either i'm trying to hash this out on uh, i'm I'm doing it live i don't end up feeling like it's like that big of a threat regardless of the fact that they say that and in addition to that what mark just mentioned they do come together near the end of the movie so that sort of detracts from the vibe that I I think it's going for. I mean, I like the idea that it's like small town and everyone then coalesces on this climactic moment. However, it doesn't work for me when it's trying to show that all these different people are being impacted by this phenomenon that's occurring. Like, it just didn't really grab me in that way. Again, 
85% of your attention. That's the magic number. At most. <laughs> At most. You go over Less that, than or equal to 85%. You fall off a cliff. Okay. Jake, yeah. what you're describing is like a very archetypal kind of script, right? Where you write disparate experiences sure. from multiple groups that yeah. all end up coalescing. No, at the yeah, end. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That that's makes done sense. very successfully but it didn't work. sometimes. Yeah. It's like it a real absolute. Rashomon type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It didn't Never feel like Rashomon. you need you need more breadth or something. I'm not sure. I needed more. I'm gonna I'm gonna land on breadth. I don't know. They needed to be doing something more different and then coalesce for it to feel as big as I think it needed to feel. I'll tell you what I needed totally. to make it feel big. I needed a fog bank to roll over the stands that had hundreds of people in them and just have a fucking gore fest. I hope there's a director's cut out there that's like an extra 20 minutes long. Just of limbs just... flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's six must die, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, that's the other thing well, this movie did wrong for scores. me. Like the, the specificity oh. of the numbers, like how many sailors there were and how many people they're going to kill really like kind of cuts the legs out from how the, the stakes of this thing, how scary it can be. And yeah, they wait. focus on all that stuff pretty early. Didn't more than six die too, maybe? I don't I think not. so. Okay. No, exactly six I died. I think it was six died. Yeah. Wow, so this is, yeah, this is very not threatening. Very not threatening. And like they're trying to make it seem big and like it's affecting the whole town, but multiple times they say there's like only eight of these sailors or whatever, however many there yeah, are. Yeah, but they can teleport. <laughs> I, I mean, te- yeah, can, that, can, that part's whack. They, they I, can, I would be they scared. Can misstep. Look, if there's a teleporting on fog pirate ghost, I'm not going to be thrilled. I'm going to be scared. <laughs> However, <laughs> it just doesn't hit. It just doesn't hit, Mark. The town was at least mildly inconvenienced by how cold it got. Ah, they're used to a marine lair. It's all good. And yeah, no, Marine I, County gets chilly, buddy. I'm also assuming that with the with the fog comes an incredible amount of like wear and tear. You know, like they, they talk about the shit that happened to the, the boat that they were on. I'm not going to say its name anymore. Seagrass. Yep. That one. Yep. That they, everything was rusted and it looked like the thing had flipped over. Sure. Maybe it just does that to the homes too. Like you wake up the next morning, your entire house is like rotted to shit. That'd be inconvenient. I mean, that's what it's like living on the coast, bud. Yep. I thought the seagrass was the, the like modern day crashed boat. Yes. Right? Not the, the old, old one was the Elizabeth yes. Dane. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Good memory. Uh, I would not have remembered that. Uh, the, let's talk about how this movie is boring. <laughs> this movie is so boring. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Nothing fucking happens that, ever. So, I mean, I think we just have to keep leaning on the 85% threshold, right? Yeah. Like, that's your that's your top. Yeah, I, like, my wife had gone to bed, and I turned this on to watch and sat down, tucked into it, and it was so boring. I thought it was two and a half hours long. It's not even ninety minutes. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's like eighty nine. This is and yeah. you're talking credits too. This is a hard one to not get your phone out on. I did my oh best. Oh my god. I did my best. <laughs> Nothing fucking say. happens in this movie. Even when the ghosts <gasps> like attack, it's slow and boring. That being said, there were a couple okay, so there are good sequences. So there were, yes. However, like it. Jack, to use the phrase that you just used, because I really liked it, it cuts its legs out from under itself at times. Like, let's talk about the fucking scene where, oh my God, Jamie Lee Curtis and whatever his name is are banging, right? <laughs> and they they bring in the ghost and what he's rapping sound? on the door, rap, tap, tap it a right? What the fuck? What was that? That's supposed Why to be Why didn't like... they die? Like, every time well, the also, do that, someone... Yes, and the clock struck one. It, it, it got late. It got too late. But and it was past curfew. In addition to this, they got lucky that time. In past addition to curfew. this, it didn't. 
hit the right way because they're in bed. He's rapping on the door. That part was cool, but it just continues to lay. And I get why I, I think this obviously is a choice. It just didn't work for me. It's continuing to lay down that kind of smooth jazz, sexy time music. And I needed it to cut that out. I needed it to cut it out while yep. he goes up and examines what's happening with the fog and the guy, at the door and the rap tap taparoo with his hook hand and all that stuff. It needed to cut the jazz. It felt very weird and unbalanced to me, and it it actively detracted from one of the better moments in the movie when they're in that key phase of like just getting to the cusp of figuring out that they're in a horror movie. Because we can agree, like we've talked about this ad nauseum now, that is the most important part is that that phase where everyone is starting to figure out they're going through the phases of of oh my god I'm in a horror movie. That was this. And yep. it didn't fucking work for me at all. I hated that scene. Absolutely. And I wanted to like it. Like, I think it did a lot of good things, but I think I hate it more because of, honestly, it's the musical choice. Yes. 100%. I don't know. I don't know. Which is weird because it's the most realistic musical choice. You wouldn't, totally. It's what was happening. Turn the radio off. It's like that's, but it's like, it's like, it's like the diegetic music. Yeah. It needed to not be. Okay. I needed some Carpenter Banger. It would have been much more effective. Yes, fully agree. Thing going. Keep going. I like this. With the high pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. My voice is cracking. I can't go that high. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to get a beer. Jack has had it with me. On that, I think it's time we probably talk about how fucking sonically dense this movie is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I started go. just making a list of the sound effects that they decided to throw in the background. Go. I got tired about halfway through the movie. <laughs> Payphones ringing, change chiming, mirrors squeaking, constant radio chatter, shelves rattling, gas pump bell chiming, mechanical elevator, alarm bell, car horns, TV static, clocks, yep. doorbells, church bells, more phones. And then I stopped. The more phones is in the background of the scene where they're walking around with the party planner when they... When she gets originally introduced, and that's like thirty minutes into the movie, they—that's a lot. They paid their sound guy by the sound effect, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he made the most of it. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, there is like a weird connection, I guess, these ghosts have to mechanical devices that they never really quite explain. But that's, a, I think, that... one of the things they're trying. Yeah, I didn't to do. pick up on that. Can you say more? Yeah, explain more. When the fog rolls, like, I always, so the beginning of this movie is, like, shit hitting the fan in the town from a mechanical stand, like, bells going off and shells. Oh, when they're around. like, the whole town now is in. Yeah, they, yeah, were, they literally said this, it's, Jesus. Yeah, it's okay. connected to yeah. the ghosts. The ghosts make the payphones ring and the change drop out of them for some reason. So there's, like, this weird yeah. otherworldly influence that's coming in here that they do not do anything to explain. But the I think only that's thing okay, that they, though, right? I'm, yeah, I'm fine with yeah. that. But the only thing they really achieve with it is a clatter, a cacophony. A yeah, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> Night before Christmas. Yeah, that's actually what I, yeah. There arose such a clatter. God damn from it. Antonio Bay. <laughs> I should have written a poem. Should have. Damn it, Mark. Mark, I agree with you. It was. It, it is. Uh, it, cacophonous is is the perfect word for it because it is an unpleasant uh, din. I mean, that's truly the thing that soured it for me the first time around. I, I knew 
that it was coming for me the second time and I girdled my loins appropriately. And I think that is honestly probably the number one reason why I wasn't as sour on this movie the second time around. I'm particularly <laughs> sensitive to loud noises. And when you're going to throw that at me in the first half hour, I'm going to check out immediately. Especially so, when there's nothing else to fucking focus on because it's so boring. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the bells are ringing again. Oh, <laughs> oh some glasses shatter. Oh, yeah. Let's focus on a bunch of glass shattering. I mean, not a lot happens in Antonio Bay, man. You got to make the most of it. No, there's just the one busboy who keeps drinking the top bit of the orange juice before putting it back. Wouldn't you? Oh, my God. No, I wouldn't. No, I would not, sir. If it were milk, would you? Probably. Exactly. Hey, I want to talk about this fucking crucifix, which really takes the whole movie and makes it 20% more stupid. What's wrong with it? Is it not bloody enough? A uh, few different things. One, should I, I was just blow the myself, whistle, Jack? Sure, fine. Yeah, it's not bloody fine. enough. It's not bloody enough. My first thought when I saw it is, how are two people lifting that thing? Gold is so fucking heavy. Yeah, gold. And then I thought to myself, maybe I'm wrong about how heavy gold is. No, you're no, not. No. Nope. Then I Googled it. This thing, I'm gonna guess this thing is about three cubic feet of gold. Which that puts is it in the also. Are we aware? Let's just pause on how fucking much gold that is. Billion dollar, a billion oh, dollars of gold. <laughs> oh my god, a billion dollar, and it would weigh in the neighborhood of thirty six hundred pounds. <laughs> World's strongest man. It's a gilded. A, uh, a cubic. They took a, a cubic foot of they gold. They took a wood cross gilded and they dipped it did in gold. Crung up in. No one's gonna get this. It's fine. Uh, fuck it, the whole. But why did they make the cross? Why did they hide the cross after they made it? Why do they still fucking have the cross? And it why does no yeah. one in this Anishes. town think that it's suspicious that there's a billion dollar cross in this tiny little cathedral? None of it fucking makes well, sense. I mean, if the town was founded, like... even going to your fan theory, Jake, if the town was founded on this much gold, it should be a much better town. This town sucks. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, they didn't spend any of it. They hoarded all of it and turned it into gold crosses. Antonio Bay football rules. <laughs> Do you think that the ghosts are pissed because the real treasure is the friends they made along the way? Probably. <laughs> and then it just vanishes. The ghosts just teleported away. Yeah. I, like, this oh, really? movie is way, way, way too boring to have this stupid <laughs> of a thing be the central focus of its climax. They you can't have it be nothing, 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 nothing. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Back to nothing. They take it back to the Elizabeth Dane at the bottom of the sea, and they all live happily ever after. They until still hit. They still kill the guy at the end until they come back and kill the guy yeah. because they <laughs> yeah. wasn't. These ghosts are petty dicks. It wasn't pure. <laughs> Some of that gold got got, dude. It's out there in Nebraska or something. Yeah, there's gonna be a fog re- a fog bank that sweeps over the United States. And so. Uh, are they are they are they asking me to believe that way back in the ghost pirate days they had this gold pure? They had perfect smelting techniques to purify this gold? No. No, 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 no. but it, it's the unit that was stolen from them. So whatever whatever was taken from them, they need that exact composition yeah. back. We, it's not I that thought that's we already talked about how it's non-fungible gold. Or fungible gold. Yeah, yeah, in this case it is fungible. So they don't need the exact unit back. Then. No, they do not. But the they had to kill six because that's how the rhyme goes. <laughs> oh, so he, he just was fun. in their way. It's not know? a rhyme. Don't they just say six must die? Six so, must die. So I think here's what happens. They they take it. They get they teleport it's a back good rhyme. to the bottom. Six must die. <laughs> do you want to make that rhyme, please, really quick? Please <laughs> they, make it rhyme. They take, 
the cross back to the seabed and then they're sitting around chilling on their shipwreck and they're like fuck we only killed five hold on and then he missteps they got back him. over to the to and they're the like six must and- die you're our guy and there's your run <laughs> <laughs> for you the end is extremely fucking nigh oh are they leprechauns what are we doing what <laughs> you're the Maybe. one who called it a rhyme yeah asshole we should I- watch leprechaun Probs. Jen- the Jennifer Aniston vehicle? I mean, the first leprechaun, so yes. I mean, it, it, yeah, but I'm doing the joke about how she's not very prominent in the movie. But no, not at all. But I, really but big. They went I mean, back and changed all the marketing. Us included recognize yeah. that to be a Jennifer Aniston vehicle. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fine. I like to think of it as a Warwick Davis vehicle. It should be. Was considered. he? Oh, fuck. Was he the leprechaun? That's going to be very... I'm fairly what's, certain what, he was not the leprechaun. I don't think he was. He this was is very, Willow. What's dwarfist yeah, you're thinking of Willow. me? Yeah, Willow and the Ewoks and a lot of stuff, but that's dwarfist of me. Well, yeah, while you're Googling that. It's fine, Jack. You can cut it whatever you want, dude. Uh, I'm not Googling anything. I'm just watching Life's Too Short with Warwick Davis. <laughs> I'm done talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> what's the Gary Oldman movie? Where he's dwarf? Uh, 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 d- Tiptoes. Oh my God! Where <laughs> Gary Oldman plays uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's twin brother, but he's a dwarf. <laughs> it was the role he was born to play, Jack. Oh my God! I want to McConaughey's talk- Matthew McConaughey's girlfriend is really concerned that Matthew McConaughey's whole family is dwarves, and then I think breaks up with him and starts dating the dwarf Gary Oldman, and then breaks up with Gary Oldman because he's a dwarf later on. I think is how that movie goes. Oh. <laughs> We should do we should do a tiptoes patcast review. See, Jack's Absolutely finally gotten one. We need to do a tiptoes patcast review. Jack's finally gotten one this episode. <laughs> he hadn't had one of these, now he has. I don't know how long he's been going. A burst a burst of obscurely specific movie trivia. Well, I've just Warwick Davis played the leprechaun. There Fuck you yeah. Do you feel yep. better now? Okay. Yes, I'm you less do. bigoted, yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Still not great, but you know, whatever. What do you mean it's not great? One day at a time, Jack. I was precisely correct. Ah, fuck you. What this movie does wrong is the visual effects of the fog bank we rolling are in the over nitpicks. the town. And what this movie does nitpick is when she's looking at it roll <laughs> over the town, that fog bank is moving at supersonic speed. <laughs> that thing's moving, I mean, 900 miles an hour. It's like when you're at very high elevation and you watch clouds move, but faster. Yeah, That's not how fog with, works. But in the point where this fog bank would hit the buildings and have actual force behind it. Yeah, that's not how fog works. <laughs> I mean, in this case, fog is moving against the wind, so you know, there's a lot of things about how fog doesn't work in this movie, which is Yeah, fine, but they clarify that part. Yeah. yeah. But it is... Uh, the, they. The, um, that's what I'm saying. They can teleport. If they can't teleport, they can move quite quick. They'll catch you if you're running away. You have no chance. No my my question is like if six must die is there like a parameter around which that exists right like if you're able to get out of Antonio Bay city limits like are you good it does seem pretty arbitrary they're like I mean I guess the priest actually sort of is culpable that's the only here. one that makes sense <laughs> but then they're like yeah we want to kill that grandma uh these three random fucking sailors over here we'll kill the son if we can get our hands on him yeah, had they killed the son, they wouldn't have been able to kill the priest. Yeah, he's the only one who deserved it. <laughs> and he, he didn't, didn't really deserve it. it. No, yeah. but family lineage-wise. He was honorable. I would have been like, dude, he, not my fucking He did fault. something. Eh, probably. I mean, he is a priest. <laughs> I mean, Thanks. 
he died he died for the sins of the city, you know. If only if only yeah. religion had a symbol like that already. I know, right? It's, oh well. <laughs> we're gonna move on from religion corner. <laughs> I were through all of the things that I'd written down that were of import. Uh this movie goes out of its way to specifically call out what's wrong with the movie. In that fog isn't really scary, and it's even less scary the way it's depicted. Fog in this is movie. scary. Fog is scary. Tell that to the mist, dude. Can be the mist, mist is, very is so good. much better. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh my god, is. it's so much better. But when she, when Stevie is on the phone with the guy and looking out at the fog, she's like, "Hold on, I'm going to try something." And she turns off the light and sees fog, and she's like, "Oh, I can see it. I can see the fog." And he's like, "Yep." That's what fog is. You can see it Kay. sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they're also... They're, you have to... It's just so indicative of why this movie isn't scary. Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to, we have to like, de- deconstruct this for a second because fog is, like, a prominent creepy thing. Like, that exists. You throw fog on something and it's going to be creepier. Like, we all know this. I think we accept it. <laughs> Secondarily... What are you doing? I thought you were going to get into, like, a fog is slam poem thing. Oh, Jesus, Why? You said fog is twice in a row to start oh, two different sentences. Yeah. Well, it was the same sentence. You just stopped because you started stammering halfway through your first try. I mean, that's, yeah, That's exactly. as close <laughs> to slam poetry as we're going to get. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry. Zeus, I, just, I, just, I forgot the secondarily thing. I forgot the secondarily thing because of you. Because of you! <laughs> Never taking chemistry again. <laughs> I just fucking want to talk about tiptoes now. <laughs> tiptoes is at least funny in the ways it sucks. Have we mentioned that there's like a weird amount of light bloom around the? Who are these people? The the party planner and the mayor's assistant. I don't know. Oh my every, god! I have no fucking idea. Every time they're on camera, I want to get up. I, I think that my TV is broken because of the amount of light bloom that is around them. It looks like they just rubbed. It's it's like they took one of those like powder brush things that they used to use in old Hollywood and just hit that right on the on the lens of the camera. That's my nitpick. Sorry, that was the last thing I had. Now I'm done. Cool. Five. Should we go to ratings? Is six <laughs> must die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to ratings. <laughs> we overdate the horror. Use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Livia would rate her next door neighbor's water conservation. That's enough water. How much water does she need? And for ten, think about Tony would rate the pressures of being the boss. You got no fucking idea what it's like to be number one. Every decision you make affects every facet of every other fucking thing. It's too much to deal with almost. And in the end, you're completely alone with it all. Stories first category to rate these movies, Jake. Your pick, rate the thing for story. Yeah, I gave it a four. I'm interested to see what you guys do here. Um, here's the thing. This is nothing too novel, but when we think about this from a horror context, I think that there is something charming about the story of the pirates returning for their gold type story. And I enjoyed seeing that from a high-level standpoint. So I gave it a, like lower than average, let's be real, but <laughs> I, I didn't penalize it too much. I gave it a three. I penalized it a little more. I, I 
I mean, I don't I don't think they get any credit for saying ghost pirates. That was the extent of the story they wrote here. And then they did a fucking mess of combining the individual stories together. As we've talked about before, coalescing like different independent stories is a really effective screenwriting tool. They didn't do a good job of it at all. And I'm not giving them any credit for just screaming ghost pirates over and over. Mark. Jack, your story ratings are all objectively over the perfect fucking map. Here are other movies. I'm just going to read a, a random sampling of, of movies that I scrolled through that you gave a three to. Host. The yeah. Gracefield Incident. Yes. Those are the two main ones I wanted to highlight. There I, are I, those seem like very different things. They're, 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 they're low for different reasons. Like the Gracefield Incident is for the specific scene-to-scene writing uh, <laughs> and dialogue, but they're I think they're equivalent. You gave this the same score as Harpoon Reykjavik Whale Watching Massacre. Hell yeah. Yeah. Also nautical. So he maybe we're touching on something here. Nailed it. Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> That's all over the place. I went significantly higher. I gave it a six. We 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 already kind of discussed this where I think that they A, I like the three part storytelling thing that they do here. And B I didn't think it was overly long, but also this was the time where I wasn't paying full attention to it. So that's probably the key here. That is the key. Yeah. Paying attention to this movie sucks. It's a bad idea. It's (laughs) yeah, it's, it's synergistic to be able to check in and check out of this thing. All right. World building and immersion. Jake, what's your world building? I feel like that comment should affect what your score for this is, Mark. So we said that the 85% threshold, like that's your cap on how much attention you should pay to this. What do you think that's going to do for an immersion score, right? Uh, it should cap the, it at eight and a half. It should cap it at eight and a half. Yeah, it should. <laughs> yeah, this movie gets an eight and a half for immersion. And it doesn't. Uh, look, the, the world building is an interesting one because we, as we talked about a little bit during the episode, yeah, they're in a small Northern California town. I get that much. It's a, like it makes sense that there's like a fog element to an area that is so prominently foggy. However, outside of that, the way in which they like sort of wrangle these different groups in doesn't help build the world of what that town is to me, like at all. They have like one scene where Janet Lee is like talking to people as part of the centennial for the town, and that's the only sense that I get that there is a town. Doesn't help that much. Furthermore, the immersion is not great i i would rather just dip in and dip out the scenes that are cool which i can usually be aided by carpenter's score with with some exceptions like i mentioned earlier with the sexy time music i gave this a three and i don't have anything else to say it's shocking how much worse this movie is at world building than jaws oh my god for something that's actually pretty similar (laughs) And yeah. they even like kind of had the vibe going between the mayor and her assistant of like the mayor and his cronies in Jaws. Like there, there's obviously homages there. But I, Jake, I gave it a three. I have very little to add. It's not immersive. And apart from shooting in Marin County and filming a cool lighthouse there, they don't really build that world either. Yeah. Mark, I gave it a six. I and I think I'd be much more on your side if you asked me about a year ago. I, it's I interesting. Very, Do we need to watch this in one year and then report back? I guess. Huh. I, do we I need, tru- a, do we need to have a quick kid and then and then report back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. and then and then every moment you have uh, to do normal things uh, just tastes so much sweeter. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming, actually. <laughs> that you're you're wearing the rose tinted glasses. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, it's going to take us into scare factor. Jake, what is your scare factor? Score? Two and hi- two and half. Uh, I I did like how some of these jokers looked, and in addition to that, uh, there were there were moments here. Like I said, they were a little bit. Uh, I don't know, hampered the legs cut out from under him as we use in the episode at, at times. But by and large, like I liked how the ghost pirates came into the movie and were presented. It just didn't really build into much. So it's really hard to like be scared by that. They just sort of were there's an, there's an initialization and then they don't go any further. That's, that's my take. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I gave it a two. I was Jesus Christ. It, it's you guys so... haven't hung out with people who don't watch horror movies in a long time. This movie is time. so not scary. Probably. It, it goes out of your way to say they're only going to kill six. There's only eight of them. The fog is so slow that a person can literally <sighs> see it turn around and drive the other way to avoid not dying or to avoid that dying. Part helps. Yeah. Um, it's just like fucking none of it feels threatening. Even when they're there killing people. It's so slow. The, the cap, and the cap on the threat, really does hurt it. You're right. And so I don't know. I'm, I, I agree with you, Jake. The the jump scare thing you mentioned was pretty good. I liked that jump scare, but it required a lot of bad uh, audio only jump scare stingers to get there. I'm giving it a two. It's not a one, but it's almost as low as you can be. Mark. I mean, I didn't go that. I I did go that much higher, but I only gave it average. The fact that you guys think this isn't a scary movie in this grand scheme of things. Is absolutely preposterous. I would be nah. staggered to talk to someone who found this scary. <laughs> Presently, in twenty two that in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, find me someone who thinks this is frightening. I that will not be a hard task. Okay, I would love to talk to this person. Okay, you're talking to him right now, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, it's a good ghost story. That's what I'm saying, and the the idea of. But These things it... can just immediately surround your house based on like a fog bank that rolls in. If you're in an area that has this type of weather and you watch this as a kid, yeah. that shit's going to get under your skin. And yeah. I actually like I guess you guys disagreed with me, but I think these ghosts look pretty intimidating and good. I so. don't disagree with the fact that they look good. I But even I, I even think... when the fog surrounds your house, they knock for 500 minutes they before they do I mean, they, they don't break do in if they want. Anything. It's an intimidation tactic. Just Jack. don't answer the door. <laughs> they're already inside. Mm. Not so. according they're, to the movie. They're doing. They're doing a stranger's thing. Two of them are already inside, and then the one of them knocks at the front I door. I would love. Then to the movie that. probably should have shown us that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's advanced. That's twenty nine years in the future. That's Fog one point five. Yeah. Got it. We should watch the remake of The Fog. Oh, I don't, fuck no. I don't really know. That movie's definitely worse than this one. Oh, the, God. The remake has been to. called one of the worst movies ever made. I've really? never seen it, but yeah. Oh, did you think I was picking the remake when I selected this? No, I just wanted to make sure you were picking The Carpenter. Oh, shit. I think if you were me, he would have wanted to double check that you weren't picking the remake. Yeah, I but just wanted to clarify. You were picking. I wanted to clarify yeah. for the listener during the draft that you were picking The Carpenter. Got it. Fog. Wow. Okay. Jesus. Forgive me for thinking about the listener for half a fucking second. Uh, effects or judicious lack thereof. Jake, what is your effects or judicious lack thereof score? Like Mark just said, and I agreed with, I did like how the ghosts looked. As I said in, I think, Thing Prime that the movie did right, I do love the Carpenter score here. I think that the effects in this movie are good, not great. There are some audio... 
decisions. Chicanery. They have to be decisions, right? That are made. I, I gave this a seven and a half. I think this is by far its strongest category. Uh, I do think that it looks good. I think by and large, it sounds good. If you if you want to go back and like really criticize a movie for how it sounds in terms of dialogue in 1980, like you're gonna, it's this is this is kind of what you get. And then in addition to that, there was a dense sonic landscape, like Mark mentioned. It could have been better, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what score did you give it? Seven and a half. Yeah. Actually, oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a six. Uh, for me, it was a low degree of difficulty that prevented it from being higher. Everything they do looks pretty good. But none of it, like, was all that difficult to do. They're not pushing any boundaries. Uh, they're not, you know. And part of this might be judged on, it might be that I'm looking at it with, like, carpenter-tinted glasses, just knowing, like, of what he's capable. But uh, they didn't do anything too far out there, so I'm giving it a six. Mark. For what his capability is. Check. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys bookended me a little bit. I, I came in at six and a half. Whatever, it's... Most of it looked good. The fog bank effects didn't look good. The glowing red eyes are kind of doofy. Yeah. And there's too much noise. Their best effect was filming at a cool real-life lighthouse. Often a very good choice. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take us into overall. Jake, what's your overall score? He doesn't know. I lost my notes. I gave it a five overall. Uh, a little bit lower than the Dalton line, I suppose. We haven't used that term in a while. We're going to have to think of a substitute. Is there going to be a substitute for Dalton once he retires? Isn't he still... I mean, he's still... A Backup QB. Uh, That's why Jake said once he retires. It might be, yeah. Let me think about this. No one is okay, listening to anyone this episode except... <laughs> I mean, it's except for what, Jack? Except me. What? Mm. I'm listening to both of you, and it's making me angry. <laughs> I gave it a five. I think it's just below average. Like, this movie has qualities that I do really like. I think that if you put this on in the background, that is by far your best option. But that is also a bit of an indictment of the movie. In terms of the Carpenters we watched, like, this is what I wanted to get out of this. I just wanted to know, like, how it stood up to the others, and it is significantly worse. Yep. And that's okay. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just think that it's one that sort of exists. I gave it a four. Uh, this is an utterly unremarkable movie. It, it's, uh, but it's, that's not awful. It isn't awful. It's just not very boring. I yeah, that's good. I've heard him say that's a four. It's pretty good. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Four is like shining accolades on Jack's scale. <laughs> I would not choose to watch this film, but it's fine. It's very boring. Mark. I I kind of went in the same boat as Jake. I gave it a five and a half. Um, this is, I mean, came back a, down. a very straightforward horror movie like this is just one of those like if i go back and i watch a randomly generated movie from the 1980s and this is the one that comes up sure it's probably about dead average as far as what i'm getting out of that i don't know yeah i think that's probably there was true. a lot made in the 80s <clears throat> within question that, you know with with some bookends on quality is this your lowest score of all your categories yes that's weird wait no <laughs> including scare uh, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Wow, I I scrolled down to see what the the distributions of our you had you had a downward a down trage yeah. your trage was downward for your overall. Uh, yes. Okay, yes, cool. it was. I, and I think that's that. That, I think that's where this fits. Is yeah. I'm not it's, questioning it's it. Less, I'm just clarifying. And and I think that's kind of what you get out of movies where you are incentivized to pay less attention to them. Where sure. I think the, that makes sense. Yeah. The sum is less than the individual. I parts. just think it's interesting because I went the exact opposite way, but ultimately we kind of agree. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, I guess we got to talk about for whom the hell is this? For um, To whom would we recommend this movie? For whom the hell would this be for? Time watches home! And still ended with a preposition. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'd, I'd recommend this to people that, like, had autoplay on Hulu and forgot <laughs> to turn their TV off. That's the only circumstance under which I'd recommend it. No, this would be, this would be like, movie buffs. I, I think of, of all, of all varieties, not just horror. If you're, if you're kind of after the, if you're trying to get deep it, on it, like directors and stuff, like if you sure, are a person exactly who has Carpenter's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a person who's trying to watch every movie, this is certainly one of them. <laughs> I no, Come on, Jack. I honestly, yeah. Like the, re- I think it's the exact reason why I chose it. Right. Like it's, if you're wanting to go a little bit deeper into the catalog of a director that is much heralded and all that stuff, like this it, is an option. It is a shockingly unremarkable movie for Carpenter. <laughs> he's made some other stuff. Yeah, da- Jack, I think you're... <laughs> no, no, but uh, he's made some very bad stuff. Yeah, but, this but is, I know saying, those like, ones. This is, I didn't oh, know yeah, about you this mean, one. You mean like literally unremarkable. Literally like, unremarkable. Straight down the middle. Yeah, and that's, I think that's why this one's interesting a little bit, right? Because I, I personally did not know where this one would land. My mom likes this movie. I know that. Doesn't surprise me after watching it. However... Does she think it's scary? I don't know. I honestly, it makes total sense because when we're thinking about background movies, like that's her primary method for watching movies. Like I've said, I I grew up watching stuff that was just on, right? So there's an ambient level of like, we're not paying that much attention to it. It's a perfect example of the type of movie that you do that with. So this movie is right up her alley. Put it on, do some stuff, enjoy the parts that you want to enjoy. Don't enjoy the parts that you don't want to enjoy. Just don't even pay attention. You're all good. That's, That's this movie. So this movie is for Jake's mom. And people who want to go a little bit deeper on Carpenter's catalog without going to the objectively bad shit. Okay. Like <laughs> like they live. No. My God, <laughs> I won't deal with this. No, before we get out of here, I uh, went down a little Wikipedia rabbit hole on Warwick Davis here. Would you guys believe that Warwick Davis is on the list of highest grossing actors of all time? Where? Would you, I mean, yes, uh, I would believe that. How long is Every, the list? In the sense that everyone is. How long Where, is the list, and what is the qualification for highest? He is third on the list, Mark. It doesn't really matter how long it is. He's the third highest grossing live action actor of all time. As in his movies gross? Uh, like yes. The movies pay, that's the only way this makes any... Pay. That's the only way this makes any fucking sense at well, all. Yeah, Not his take fucking Harry that. Potter. That's a big old thing. And a lot of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, he's been in a ton, dude. It's yeah. fine. Okay. Yes, uh, that makes complete sense. If those are the metrics we're using. If you go to non-live action, he's like sixth. Uh, Stan Lee is number one because he's been in every Marvel movie. So fucking non-live action. Yeah, like uh, so that there's like all roles, including voice cameos, etc. You mean only live action? If you go to non-live action, he drops to seventh. I'm so happy we're having this conversation right now. Oh, because he's not a voice actor. He is a voice actor. Oh, my God. Sometimes. But not as much as he's a, a, a real-life actor. Right. He makes a lot. He's made a lot more money as a real-life actor than a voice actor or a cameo actor. I have a theory. I think Jack felt neglected this entire episode and needed to get in some additional Warwick trivia. No, to- I, this movie just <laughs> bored me so much. I was bored even talking about it. I was just reading Wikipedia the whole time. He just wasn't on Team Fun over here. <laughs> Can we get also, out of here now? Now that we've yeah, let's get out of here. Warwick angle. 
Let's get, let's get out of here. I also dropped you some awesome Bobcat Goldthwait tidbits. Do you want to do a quick <laughs> Bobcat impersonation? Do the entire outro as a Bobcat impersonation. Go. Go, Jake. Go. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really hard ask. Yeah, I know. Think about trying to do that. He's got a very strange voice. Huh. I, I yeah, and a very strange mannerism that yeah, like, I, I could can't. not That's pin down. That's a very difficult ask. A ton sir. of prep work. Yeah. Yeah, I'd need a little bit more warning than do it now. Uh, yeah, I'm not doing it. Okay. You want to say his famous catchphrase? Also, no. Okay. Rabble, rabble. <laughs> this has been episode two two eight two twenty eight of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out and you like what we got going on. Head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are all going to be linked down there in the description below. I'm not going to list them. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. Not because of us, but because all of our proceeds are going to a place that matters. We're continuing to give them to Feeding America. That is the plan for the foreseeable future. Give it a consideration. If you're still here, Like, seems like a good play. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we're going back to Mark because Jack needs a bit of a breather to sort his own life out. We're going to <laughs> his last pick of this current crop. It is the perfection. I'm excited to see this one again. I liked it the first time. Uh, it, it, was, time. it was my top movie of that year. Oh, my God. For the last time, I chose it to go back and watch the top movies of the years prior. <laughs> I don't think that checks out. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. And also, while doing that, have a great week or so, everyone. Bye. Like a big old pickle.